Hi, I'm Steve, and you're listening to an iPushPull podcast. Today, we're going to cover all things hybrid working. Hybrid working as a practice is something that has grown massively in the last few years. And certainly, iPushPull is a company that has definitely benefited from embracing more flexible working practices. Today, I'm pleased to say I'm joined by Neil and Jack, who both work for iPushPull. And in this podcast, we're going to unpack exactly what it's like to work for iPushPall in a flexible working environment. So to get started, it would be great if you could introduce yourselves, the role that you do at iPushPall, and just talk a little bit about your experience of flexible working. Neil, do you want to kick off? Yeah, um, so my name is Neil Weatherall. I am head of technical sales at iPushPall. Uh, My role involves uh, talking a lot to our clients and prospective clients about what iPushPool can offer them in terms of value, then getting into particular use cases, maybe sort of working with them to do quick demos and PACs and liaising internally with our sort of dev team to check what we can build, how we want to build it, etc. So, yeah, a lot of uh, external and internal communication. Yeah, what's your experience of flexible working? So my experience, um, I basically started flexible working with iPushPool. So I started pretty much as the first lockdown commenced in March or April 2020. Uh, I think I was due to go into the office for some period of time during the week, if not full time. uh, But the office sort of quickly fell by the wayside. Uh, so, yeah, I've been remote since starting with iPushPool. I'm in South East London, so I'm pretty close to the sort of city and most of our clients and I guess uh, quite a few of the other employees. Prior to that, I'd worked for uh, financial in financial institutions uh, on the sales side in banks. I was on typically I was on front office trading desks. So remote working was nothing that had ever been considered. We were strictly on the bank's trading floor with lots of PCs, lots of screens, score boxes, telephones, stents, and really it just it was never an option to do anything other than be in the office. Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, Jack? Yeah, sure. So my name is Jack Hesketh. Um, I'm a junior back-end developer for iFish Pool. Um, I work mainly, well, we work with the Django REST framework, um, lots of wrangling data. Um, we do a lot, we do a lot of sign of custom bits and pieces with clients. So it's always quite interesting. Um, lots of new things to build. Um, this is my I've been working for Pool for about a year now, just just over a year. Um, it's my first kind of professional dev role. Um, I've done so my first sort of foray into development work was actually when I was doing a PhD when I was <laughs> quite a bit younger. So a bit of a kind of move back in that direction for me. Um, and yeah, so that's my role. Um, in terms of remote working, uh, this is my first experience of a kind of remote first company. I've, I've worked remotely um, here and there for a long time. I'm, I'm based in Barcelona, um, not in the UK. Um, I've been here for seven years. Um, so I worked here for a startup for about three years. Um, we had an office, but we kind of did a pseudo remote thing here as well. Um, 
that was a bit more akin to what Neil's doing though, because I was based in the same city as the company. Um, so now I'm more kind of like, you know, full remote as it were, because I'm in a different country, um, obviously a very close time zone. So um, it works pretty well, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really easy commute between the two places. So, um, so yeah. So that's a really important point. So uh, Neil, you said that you kind of hybrid working, but were you know more traditional office role previously, and then Jack, you're you're kind of fully fully remote most of the time. Um, both of you, kind of a question to both of you um, in terms of the benefits. Then um, you know of, of working in a more flexible hybrid way. What what would you say you found working at Pushpool? On a personal level, I really like it. I mean, I. I I don't find self-motivation an issue um, and I quite enjoy working autonomously. Um, I think as a developer, that's kind of a prerequisite uh, most of the time. Um, so yeah, in terms of ad advantages, um, yeah, you have a lot of kind of, you know, ultimately freedom with your day um, within reason. Um, and it's very much a kind of goal-focused approach to work. Um, it's all about what you deliver, as opposed to just sitting there and being in a place. Um, now, I think <laughs> the truth is the majority of the dev team work a lot longer. We all work a lot longer than normal hours. No one works a 40-hour week. Um, but, uh, you know, within that, I think that personally, I'd much rather work, you know, 50 hours a week, for, for example, and have flexibility than, than um, you know, work a fixed 40 hours in an office in, in one. Um, that might be a personal reference thing, but that's, that's certainly the way that I see it. Um, it's all about delivering the work more than anything else. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the other, the other main point to make is that, that dev teams have been doing this for a lot longer than, you know, Development work is probably the only thing prior to COVID where it was pretty standard to work in a remote location. So it's slightly different. We have systems that have been in place for a long time that's slightly more well established um, for that. So maybe that makes it a little bit easier as well. Yeah, but I think picking on, on something you said there about kind of you like the sense of autonomy. And I think that's true, isn't it? I think, you know, hybrid working isn't for everyone, but <clears throat> having that flexibility comes with a certain amount of personal responsibility to manage your time manage your near-term goals and um yeah. you know um almost to a certain degree be quite self-sufficient um and that i guess doesn't appeal to everyone but clearly it sounds like it does appeal to you um neil any any other thoughts on that yeah um i mean to me uh, i guess one of the biggest benefits is being at home uh, due to the fact that i have wife and kids and dogs so um <laughs> Being at home, being able to, I guess, attend things and sort of closer, closer to them, being able to do school runs or fix things or just do stuff that otherwise gets left to the either end of the day and the weekends. You know, that's that's really good and it's helpful. Um, my kids are a little bit older, so they don't need sort of constant watching. So. You know, I can I can be working when they're at home as well. I don't I don't need to be present for them. As I, you know, I can be here. I can be working. They can sort of look after themselves. But it's nice that I'm around for them. Um, I'd say on a personal level, that's been extremely useful. 
one of the benefits of hybrid working from a work point of view has just been people are much more willing to obviously do stuff over zoom teams etc and you just it, it's much more efficient in terms of fitting in meetings and uh the amount of time you might need to invest in following up leads so i'm on the sales side um if i need to get into the city it's 20 minutes or less on the train but by the time a, a half an hour meeting quickly turns into three or four hours away from the desk um which could be an inefficient use of time if if you haven't if it's not right or not the right person whereas it's much quicker to do this stuff on teams and you've got everything set up on you know my desk is permanently set up to be showing people what we do rather than having to traipse around with laptops and wires yeah and, and actually um you're kind of touching on a point i wanted to come to next which was um it's all very well working either remotely or in a hybrid fashion but you know, common question we get asked is, well, how do you support the day-to-day -day communicating and collaborating? So what what tech do you use um, to stay connected to uh, colleagues? Um, okay, um, well, we typically use like chat systems. So we've got Teams. We're on other chat platforms as part of our job. So we, we often sort of fall into those as well. Um, we have mainly teams, isn't it? Really, we really it's mainly are teams, teams, yeah. Focused, um, and actually, interestingly, like certainly as a developer, um, as a company in general, I think we spend quite a lot of time. We do call quite often. We do we have a reasonable amount of call time. There's quite a lot of discussions when we're scoping things out. I, I'd say compared to a lot of other companies, we call before we don't call before we write, but we certainly call a lot more. I would say I don't know if you have an experience of that, Neil. But certainly, yeah. I think that people that I so maybe one thing to point out is that I actually work in a co-working space in Barcelona because I don't have a wife or kids or dogs or any of those things. <laughs> so um, uh, I know some of the developers here, and some of them they do everything on Slack, for example, which I don't think is massively. Uh, it, it can be efficient, but it, it certainly I think you miss some details out using just chat platforms and not using the like the call option, you know. Um, so I think as a company, we do have a tendency to be like, let's just do a quick call and things I think, are often I think resolved more quickly. I think that's definitely true. And I think we've migrated slightly from far too many. OK, on, on my side of things and on their side, we had we had more regular calls scheduled during the first part of lockdown slash flexible working than we do now, because it. I think it's much better to have a. A split but you know between the ad hoc stuff and the, the sort of more regimented meetings and i think because the regimented schedule was getting in the way of stuff everyone's been quite happy to move to the sort of give somebody a call rather than writing a message or an email and to be honest i, I think a lot of the benefit of that as well is um when you're in a smaller group rather than on the sort of weekly sales catch-up call it's, it's easier to have just a bit of a chat and the sort of social interaction i mean that does go on quite a lot on the other ones to be honest but <laughs> it's when you when you're like you know a one-to-one -one or just a small group of you uh 
everybody here definitely feels like they're open to keeping the conversation going for a little bit longer just to have that bit of like the water cooler moot the water cooler moment I think is what people have referred it to you know the thing that you would do when you went to go grab a coffee in the office and you just talked about what you saw on tv or what was in the papers so that's I think that's why calls are quite good as well because you can you can get that because that can be one of the things you miss obviously when you're not not in a a work environment with other people and and to that point <clears throat> obviously iPushable is kind of hy- hybrid I know Jack you work primarily remotely but um there are meetings there are meetups um so just just talk a little bit about that I mean I know we had one recently there was a social in London again you know not not everyone can always make those um if they're geographically distributed but um the importance of those kind of get-togethers um when when you're kind of working predominantly remotely how how important is that would you say um it is it, pretty important I, I certainly for us from a sort of dev theme perspective it allows us to kind of sort of scope out. we do it on a roughly monthly basis maybe every six weeks in in reality um and it allows us to kind of scope out what's important over the next you know one month six weeks and it also is often kind of a bit of a sort of group learning experience so someone will give a kind of one of the more senior guys will give a bit of a talk on on something that we need to focus on as a company or maybe one of the the things that we want to develop um like we had one on micro the advantages and disadvantages of microservices recently for example so that kind of thing uh is is good for everyone to engage with get everyone on the same page in a way that i think you know literally we're we're always doing things kind of on a whiteboard right so it's it's something that we we it's very different to when you're all just sharing a screen on on uh, teams so i think in that sense it has value and obviously there's always a social element to it and, and that's definitely a big part of it as well it's just getting together um and having lunch together getting to know your colleagues a bit uh it just helps with the sort of fluidity of working uh afterwards so but yeah there's a lot of benefits and a lot of them are like quite hard to measure uh you know so especially the social element you, it's hard to measure how that benefits the team but convinced that it does <laughs> um so yeah that's that's um that's our, my experience of it anyway cool yeah <clears throat> i think you're right i think as human beings we're kind of predisposed to be social even though some people are at one end of the spectrum or at the other but i think not having any kind of um interaction is is difficult if it's all virtual um as you said to get to know people you know in a non-work setting is is useful isn't it to to build rapport and relationships so i certainly value that um neil any any thoughts on that um <clears throat> i mean they're very when the meetups are really valuable and i think part of it is because uh you often well certainly when i turn up to them i might turn up to sessions that i might not normally in otherwise if it was just a regular sort of weekly thing and so although it's can sometimes not all be relevant it's always very interesting to hear about things just from how the sort of the dev team talk about things what they're thinking about and it's not necessarily stuff that uh 
I know about already and it's just interesting to hear and informs my sort of thinking and how I might be talking to clients about stuff um so it's yeah it's really valuable from that point of view I think it's also good because uh obviously we all have our own different we all have our individual jobs with devs you know I guess they can be working on sort of individual projects that sometimes they may not see the sort of full picture or rationale behind what we're trying to do and what our clients are trying to do so I think we do and to try and have slight some sessions where it's a bit more educational just talking in general about what our clients are thinking and what they want to do hence why we're asking for particular bits of work to be done um and then it's you know it's just good to see people yeah I, th- I guess most people had the experience of working throughout uh covid without meeting new joiners or meeting their new team and uh it's quite you know after a year of seeing someone on zoom it is good to to meet them in person and although it's not the case anymore you know it is when we have new people join it's really good to meet them in person and sort of you know find out more about them and sort of create a bit of a rapport because it's it's obviously easier to have that sort of connection across video calling when you've met somebody in person and know, know them a bit better yeah agreed certainly getting over that kind of uh, view of seeing it sort of two-dimensional person <laughs> on a flat screen yeah. um, in real life it, it's uh, yeah <laughs> they are real after all they're not an ai um cool uh, so just sort of wrapping up now um i just ask you both uh, what what advice would you give or what what's your kind of killer tip or hack um for staying productive whilst working remotely what how do you how do you stay in in the zone as it were <laughs> um recently i've been listening to brown noise <laughs> <Not joking. laughs> it's like a brown noise recording like if so in the co-working space sometimes we can get a bit a bit bustling and so if i'm feeling in a distractible mood I put on brown noise, which is basically like, I mean, you can just YouTube it and you've loads and loads of, you know, hours and hours of brown noise. It's like, it's a bit like white noise, but different. Um, it blocks everything out and it, it allows you to focus quite, quite a lot more easily, I would say. Um, but yeah, beyond that, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, certainly for us, again, because it's very goal orientated, um, and you can compartmentalize your work into bits and pieces. Obviously, it's all done on kind of we're completing Jira's on a uh, on a um, you know a shared board basically. So um, yeah, it's uh, quite easy to to motivate. I think to try and get things done. You want to try and clear your board. That's the goal. <laughs> these kind of basic these stupid things that like. Uh, become uh, very satisfying you know you can try and clear the ball by the end of a sprint and that's great um, so yeah great Neil yeah um, yeah it's tricky I guess because it's there's no whilst we do have goals and there's certain tasks we have to complete and push stuff through it's not quite the same um, so I guess it's versions of a sort of to-do list and a wish list and uh anything that sort of comes flying through the door. Uh, I'd say I find it easier to, um, I find it easier to sort of do stuff and 
reply and think and build than I do sort of creating uh, the sort of proposals and the more, more wordy docs that we do. So I have to work quite hard at setting myself goals on on that more sort of document side of things where we're talking about, you know, what I've pushed can offer and it's more the salesy marketing type of thing. And so I guess on that, how I try to do it is um, started off, create a draft, get some feedback from other people and just try and use my colleagues as one, a sounding board and two, a bit of a, um, if they know that I'm doing it, then they can sort of help chase me up and push me on. And we sort of, you know, drive each other to try and get stuff to how we want it. Cool, thank you. Um, last thing to finish on, just uh, both of you, just quick 30 seconds on any advice you'd give to someone who is transitioning from more traditional office work environment to hybrid working. Uh, what what advice or benefit of hindsight would you, would you give them? Um, I would say to just transition gently. Uh, by that, I literally mean just work in a hybrid fashion. Don't just work at home. Uh, work outside of the house. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, companies will be, uh, you know, generous enough to subsidize or pay for your um, your co-working as well. And that means that, you know, you can maybe do that three days a week and work at home a bit. You know, I, I don't think necessarily remote working needs to be uh, solo working. That's probably the key thing. Right. Uh, I think I think there's two things I'd say. Um, it's definitely if well if it's a new company, it's definitely worth early on making sure that you get like non-work related contact, as in just social type of events or calls or just something to sort of meet your colleagues without necessarily all being about work and goal setting and objectives. Because I, I think you sort you know then then you'll feel more comfortable when you've got to ask some stupid questions because you know everyone needs to do it um and I think the other thing is just you know work hybrid or homework you know working from home is quite different and you just got to like I guess find your own way of setting your schedule or I mean one of the most annoying I, I used to think working from home would be brilliant but you know around lunchtime because you can do whatever you want but actually you realize that if you're in the city of London you've got and the most amazing places to go and buy your lunch <laughs> and get out of the house whereas um your kitchen doesn't generally have anything you want in it everything you want in it so no no real pearls of wisdom i'm afraid so. <laughs> maybe get an avocado order in <laughs> tried that and yeah <laughs> uh, then you have to decide in advance rather than <laughs> yeah, that's true two more, minutes more before. planning required excellent thank you both for those insights hopefully you found that useful Thanks for listening.